0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Drew View. In today's show, you're going to be hearing your first Talking to Teens segment with my good friend, Jake Swicky. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. All right, before we get started here, I do want to mention that there are a few stories that happened in the news today that I do want to get to. but I'm going to save those for tomorrow because I'm going to get to this segment. So if you're looking to hear about the Nashville shooting or about what happened to the Rand Paul staffer, you will hear that in tomorrow's episode. So without further ado, we have my good friend, Jake Sawicki. Say hi, Jake. Hello, Drew View listeners. Let's just start off. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how we met. How do you know me? Thanks, Drew. Hello, everyone. So I am a
1: Stockbridge High School senior. I've been going to school with Drew my whole life. Um, We've been best friends since the day we were born. Our parents met before we did. And uh, I play basketball. I um, enjoy woodworking. I think I'm going to go into the glass installation um, business after high school. And that's kind of my plans.
0: Yeah, so we've kind of known each other our whole lives, so it's great that you're my first guest on the Talking to teens segment. I'm really looking forward to having you on. First question I want to ask you is, how uh, politically involved are you? Like, how would you say, do you keep up with politics? Do you not? Like, how how would you say you are? And, and you know, don't be afraid to say that you aren't, because I just want to get a glimpse of kind of how politically involved my different guests are, who are, you know, teenagers and things like that. Just kind of get a glimpse of how the teenager Uh, perspective is in regards to like politics and things like that
1: so to be completely honest i have no experience in the political side of the world i don't watch any news i've only been forced to by my government teacher back in 10th grade and that's all so
0: yep you gotta love that cnn 10 so when you think of like politics and the news, does it not interest you because do you think it's like boring? Do you think it's something that you just like isn't uh, relatable to your life? What are kind of some of the reasons that it's like just not something that you spend a lot of time with and things like that?
1: No, I definitely think it's relatable to my life and it impacts me and everyone in you know the United States and stuff. But it's just because I just recently became eligible to vote that it's starting to now probably become a more priority than it was rather than before. where. I had no choice in what happened in our governmental system.
0: Yeah, so I also just turned 18 recently, too. So it is pretty interesting. It's pretty cool that we're going to be able to vote in the next election. Are you planning on voting in the next election in the next, uh, you know, in 2024 for the next presidential election?
1: Yes, I do plan on voting. I plan on voting for
0: Trump if he um, wins the Republican side. And that's where I stand. Nice. I'll probably get back to a few questions on that specifically, but I was just going to ask you, are you registered to vote yet? Like have you gone on and like registered to vote in the state of Michigan?
1: No, I haven't done the registration process yet. I plan on doing that, you
0: know, here in a few months, but it's not really a concern right now. So you mentioned that in 2024 you would probably vote for uh, pre- former president Donald Trump. Is that uh, because you kind of align more with the Republican party? Is it just because you like a lot of his policies from when he was president? Kind of what is the reason for that? Why would you vote for Trump over maybe some of the, the other Republicans or over President Biden or things like that?
1: Yeah, so I, I align myself with the Republican side. I think, um, you know, I know I had more money in my pocket when Trump was in office and I like the way he was assertive and got things done. And I also feel like Joe Biden is kind of let his Democratic voters down by opening up that Willow project. And I feel like if he's going to let them down, me as a conservative, he definitely would let me down. So I'm going to vote for Trump.
0: Yeah, you do bring up a good point. Like if he's going to let his own voters down, he's definitely probably going to let a conservative voter down. And that's one thing that you kind of have to go with. Right. So like that is something that probably is going to help Uh, you know, more conservatives are probably going to favor that because it's more oil drilling and things like that. And conservatives want cheaper oil prices and they have kept harping on, you know, moderates and conservatives keep harping on lowering oil prices. But, you know, the people in his own party aren't liking that. So it is kind of one of those things where he kind of is balancing whether to help his own party out and whether to push his own party's agenda or whether he should, you know, kind of go more down the middle and help, Um, try and win some independence and things like that
1: so yeah that's right drew and i i feel like you know as a conservative it's not all about the oil that i'm kind of conserved with uh because i kind of care about the animals up there in alaska too and i feel like destroying the environment and having this be the largest oil excavation in the u.s um land i feel like it's also a little sad kind of that he's starting the willow project and i'm not really against it but i'm also not really for it kind of what are your views on that
0: yeah you bring up a great point right so it's like we have such awesome uh, you know uh, land in such awesome areas up in alaska and it's a really beautiful part of the uh, part of the country and it's something that we definitely need to preserve and uh, you know kind of conserve and things like that but on the same token it's like we will probably get the oil out of the ground in a probably safer way that is less damaging to the environment in america because we have so many regulations, we have so many people that keep an eye out, like the Environmental Protection Agency and places like that, they're always out there looking. They're like, okay, we gotta make sure that they're not doing too much harm to the area that they're getting this oil from. But what we do have to do in situations like that is make sure that if we don't do that in our own country, we're not letting places like Iran and Saudi Arabia, you know, places that have all this oil in the Middle East, we don't let them do it in a way that's harmful to the environment. they killing all the animals there and harmful to that area. And that's something else I talked about in one of my previous podcasts, I think.
1: Right. But I feel like Alaska is kind of the last really untouched place in America. And I feel like part of me wants that to still remain untouched and kind of remain part of the wild, you know, that it is, it's Alaska. The last frontier is what, you know, really it's called. So I kind of want to preserve that, but as a conservative, I guess, you know, the cheaper oil is also nice.
0: I agree with you too. Like, I don't think it's just about the oil prices, right? Like, I think that's obviously a big part of it, but definitely like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt was a conservative, but he was also a big conservationist. He really cared about conserving the land that he was, uh, you know, the land in America and making sure that we were protecting our natural resources and stuff. Like, Being a conservative doesn't mean all that we care about is the oil and we don't, you know, we don't care about anything else. We're going to obviously care about uh, all the different parts of it from like conserving as in conservation and then also conserving, like making sure that we don't have outrageous oil prices and we aren't letting other countries charge us an outrageous amount of money for oil when we have a lot of resources to get that oil ourselves. I think you bring up a good point with that is it's like preserving Alaska and what Alaska is, it is it is something that is definitely worth looking into and starting a big oil project, massive oil project there is something that is definitely something that I, I don't know exactly where I stand on that myself, right? Like it's definitely a pros and cons thing. I just think that at this point he has so much pressure to lo- lower oil prices that that's kind of his only option at this point. So how would you feel if if
1: he doesn't win the next election? Do you think that the next, let's say, Republican wins, do you think he will stop that project or do you think he will keep going on with that project?
0: You know, you bring up a great point with that because a lot of Republicans, you know, I was just talking about how Republicans are also conservationists and also like conservative trying to keep prices down. I think at this point in time, uh, especially if it's like Donald Trump, I think that he will try and keep that going just because he's big on being energy independent and making sure that America is producing the oil for America because that way that way we can control the prices and we aren't uh you know suckers to whatever uh you know Iraq and Iran and Saudi Arabia and all of those stick their price tags at so I think that that's one thing that he's going to be big on but I think another thing is there are going to be different projects that we start back up different things like that so I don't know if it's going to be all on this willow project in Alaska, or if it's going to be getting things from all different places. But it will be interesting because I do think one of the first things that a Republican president will do is try and get gas prices down however possible, however possible, sorry. But then again, with Donald Trump, he's always about negotiating, right? He'll probably try and get him with OPEC and do some negotiation to try and get prices down. And then maybe he will shut that down. But I highly doubt it. I think that they'll probably keep it going, but it will be interesting to see. That's a great question. One question I'm kind of interested in is like, what is one leader in the world, in the country, you know, wherever that you kind of look up to? Who's kind of one of your role models and like leadership do you have? Is it like a parent? Is it some other adult? Is it, you know, a world leader? Who would you say is like one of your biggest role models? Who's like a good leader in your eyes? So I would say I have a
1: lot of leaders slash role models in my life. And a lot of them are kind of high school friends, you know, adult friends. Um, some being you, Drew Bennett, and then others being uh, a graduate of Stockbridge High School, John Morris, and one of my other friends, Kobe Roberts. They're both older and then just some of my plain old high school friends. Um, everyone's kind of all these people have kind of helped me, guide me
0: to where I'm at. So you mentioned it a little bit, but when you think of like a good leader, what do you think of? Like if you were to think of like an ideal president, what is someone like what's a quality that you would want in leadership, like in the country? Like what is something that you think our country needs more of? What do you think is something that everyone can learn more from? What would you say is like a key leadership quality maybe in your life or even as something like the presidential level? I think somebody that can get things done and is also not going to be pushed around and
1: you know, made jokes about, like, President Biden. I feel like a lot of memes and jokes have been made about him that really just makes our country look bad. If you look at other um, countries and, you know, their leaders, they're probably watching these videos and just looking down and laughing at our president just as we are. And I feel like that's not good for a country to have, especially a strong country, and that's not something I want in a president.
0: Yeah, I think you make a good point, right? Biden's always looked at, or President Biden has looked at as a very weak guy. He's looked at as somebody who, you know, he has a lot of gaffes. He falls down going up the stairs three times in a row. He falls off his bike. You know, he has all these crazy things where it's like, you just look at him and it's like, man, a lot of times I just feel so bad for the guy. It's like, they propped him up and made him look like this awesome, outstanding guy who's gonna be a great president. And it's like, the guy really seriously just needs to be enjoying like retirement. Like he needs to be somewhere other than the White House, honestly. And it's not a knock on him as a person. I don't like... I don't think he's a horrible person with bad intentions. I just think at his age, some of the things, I just think it's it's not necessarily the best representation of our country. And one of the things that I will say about it though is I think that's also partially to do with how the politics have gotten in our country where we care more about making jokes about other people and laughing at other people, right? When President Trump was in office, the Democrats would always attack him, make fun of him. You know, whenever he would have a mess up, they would rejoice and they would have a have a field day with it. And same thing with President Biden, when he falls up the stairs and falls off his bike and does all these crazy things, people just laugh at him and make jokes about him. And don't you think that says something, too, about like where our politics is at and how people are kind of just like rude and they don't really respect their leadership anymore? Right. And
1: I feel like even after, you know, a leader for president is chosen, Everyone's still arguing about it for years to come, and no one really accepts that. Okay, he's our president. Let's just deal with it. Everyone's still arguing, and families are getting divided, and jokes are being made, and it's just all you know downhill from what I what I can see.
0: Yeah, do you think that says a larger thing about our country as a whole? Right, it, a lot of it is just not accepting responsibility and not taking defeat lightly, like being a sore loser. Do you think um, you know not taking responsibility for being? you know, in a position where you lost, like that was, that happened when President Trump was elected. The Democrats just couldn't admit that they lost. And when President Biden was elected, you know, Trump and his allies just couldn't admit that he lost. And we still see in Senate elections and different things like that, people just can't admit that they lost. And do you think it has to do with people just like not wanting to take responsibility for their actions anymore? Or like, why do you think that, That is like, why do you think we're in a position where people just don't like to accept defeat and people don't like to say that they lost? They just like to blame it on the system or blame it on Russia, say it was rigged, whatever. You know, why do you think that is?
1: I think it's because people are solely divided and no one's really um, able to kind of see or think from the other side's perspective. They're all solely, you know, one sided. And if my side doesn't win, okay, I'm going to fight it till the day I die. It's not you know, okay, let's give the other side a chance. Let's hear, let's hear what he has to say. It's
0: all just stone cold, you know, not open-minded. That's kind of my view on that. So kind of when we were just talking about that, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but what role do you think that social media plays in politics and how people view politics? And do you think that that is good, bad? Uh, you know, do you think that makes a difference? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that social media has a very large role in politics and also the way people think about it. I think that, you know, it's so easy to make a false claim or, you know, change the words of what somebody said and then post it on social media for millions of people to see. And then that's some people's main source of information. And then they don't actually know firsthand what the person said. They're just going off of a quote they found on TikTok or quote they found on Instagram. You know, it's not genuine news. It's more like fake news, basically.
0: That's one of the things with social media, right? It's like fake news gets passed around more than real news does because it's like, holy crap, they said that. Or uh, even if it's something that they do say, they take it so out of context that it makes no sense in the context of what they were saying, but they take it right out of context and mash it together and make it look like they're this horrible person or this amazing person. and just sometimes it, it, it makes me do the same thing. It's like, man, if people would just stop getting their news from TikTok, from Instagram, different things like that, I think that that would be a lot better for our country because I think sometimes people are more likely to just see something on TikTok and Instagram and believe it than they are to be skeptical of it. And I think that that's something we have to change too, is it's like, instead of just seeing something on TikTok and on Instagram and saying, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like saying, wait, did that actually happen? Like, Because at this point, that's how I am. I see something and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. And then, you know, eight times out of 10, I look it up and nope, it was just fake or taken out of context. It's like, I think people need to do a lot better job of that as well. You know, people need to take responsibility uh, for what they're seeing and making sure that they're, uh, you know, fact checking it themselves and making sure that it is indeed accurate and not just something that somebody threw together to get clicks. All right. Now, one thing that this show is big on and one thing that I try to do is get more young people involved in politics. Now, what do you think is like steps that I could take, steps that the world could take? What do you think we could do to get more young people invested in politics, thinking that politics is important, knowing that, you know, the news and things like that actually have a big impact on their life? Like, What do you think are things that we can do? How could we reach more people? What are your thoughts on that? I think the ways that you could reach the younger
1: younger audiences by social media. I know before I said it was kind of a negative to politics, but I also feel like there is some positive to it. It's every kid uses it. You know, you look outside, every kid has a phone. And I feel like that's obviously a good way to, to reach them. But I feel like something that you could do to reach them politically is kind of a topic that they might relate to. So such as this TikTok ban that got a lot of kids and, you know, even young adults worried about you know, what Congress is deciding on that TikTok ban thing. And I think that caught a lot of their interest in the political side of this rather than before if they were kind of talking about something, you know, going off and going on in the Senate office, you know, the youth isn't really going to know about it.
0: Yeah, so you're kind of saying just talk about more things that are like relevant to them, not necessarily things that, um, you know, other people might consider most important, but things that kids are like, constantly doing constantly relating to or just like making things more relatable on social media things like that is that kind of what you're getting at
1: right exactly just using social media as a way to kind of spark people's interest in
0: relatable political um things i'm kind of trying to do that with my show too right so what do you think are some ways that like i could get out there i could get the word out there more and more do you think that would be you know, is that through TikTok? Is that through YouTube? Is that through YouTube shorts? You know, what are it, what is it? Uh, and and don't just say TikTok because uh, if TikTok gets banned, I want to have a backup. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, um, I know you said not to, but TikTok clips or YouTube shorts, even Instagram stories, just some, side, some sort of 30 second, maybe a minute long reels that you can create. Um, even just having like a small section of your podcast that has like a, quote unquote kids section where you can kind of relate to kids. And then when they see it, that'll they'll see it and they'll, oh, you know, I'll go check that out. And then they end up watching the full 20, 30 minute podcast.
0: All right. Now I kind of want to end with something that you're kind of interested in too, because I know I've talked a lot about politics and I know that's probably not the most interesting thing for you, but let's just end with something that you kind of like to do, something that we've been doing a little bit on this trip anyway. And that's why don't you get some, would you rather questions, some uh, you know, questions that I know we've been doing this a little bit and it's kind of been fun, you know, hearing different answers and like you ask me some and I'll ask you some and we'll just kind of go back and forth and answer some of those.
1: Right. So my first question to you is, would you rather be able to read minds
0: or be able to predict the future? That's a tough one. Now I'm cutting out some of the time that I'm actually thinking about this because I'm not going to make this super long, but I would probably say predict the future just because, you know, if there are different things I could do to like save people or like, prevent things from happening, I'd probably rather do that. Um, and sometimes I don't necessarily know if I want to read some people's minds. I don't know if I want to know what people are thinking about. All right, now I got one for you. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach in your life be green or never have to stand in line again?
1: I would rather have all green traffic lights because honestly, I drive more than I do standing in a line. Most of my ordering I do on Amazon anyway, so that's not really a big concern to me.
0: See, with that one, I almost agree with you, except Cedar Point. Man, if I could skip the line every time at Cedar Point, I think it'd be worth it. Okay, my next question to you is, would you rather
1: sew all your clothes or grow all your food?
0: I feel like I should ask some follow-ups to this because, like, I don't know how to sew or anything like that. So am I going to have to, like, with my knowledge now? But anyway, I would probably have to pick sew my own clothes just because I'm not a... Like I like some fruits and veggies but I don't think I could survive only off of fruits and veggies. Now if it was like I could raise my own animals and stuff, well I might I might go for that one. You know, but I think I'd have to do so in my own clothes if it just comes down to fruits and veggies the rest of my life. All right. Would you rather give up all drinks except for water or give up eating anything that was cooked in an oven?
1: Well, that's a really tough one because I love my frozen foods, and I also love my caffeine. (laughs) I've had a few caffeine withdrawals, and I know firsthand that they're not very fun. So that's a very tough one. I'd probably have to say give up my oven foods, though, because I can also um, cook on the stove, and I can still grill. So as long as I don't get those caffeine withdrawals again, you know, those are not fun. All right, so my question to you is, would you rather have your first kid now at 18 years old or when you're 60 years old?
0: Honestly, that's not even close right now because, man, when I'm 60 years old, that means 18 years. Good Lord, I'd be 78 years old when they're graduating high school. Uh Uh-uh. No way, Jose. All right, this is a good one. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease?
1: I would have to say the person that finds the cure to every disease because, for one, you'd get famous, you'd get rich. And um, if you went
0: to a planet, you'd be very lonely.
1: You know, it's only you up there. And I feel like it'd just be scary to be in a dark planet all to yourself.
0: Let's not forget that you're literally saving lives, which is kind of an important part, too. So my question to you, Drew, is would you
1: rather find out that your mom is cheating on your dad, but you can't say anything to anybody? You have to keep it to yourself or find out that your dad is an active serial killer, but you can't say anything to anybody.
0: My gosh, this is the definition of a dilemma. Holy crap! Uh, I would probably go with the first one because at least people aren't dying. That's probably what I'd have to go with. Man, that is a morbid question. Would you rather be an average Joe in the present right now, or a king of a large country twenty five hundred years ago? I would rather
1: be the king twenty five hundred years ago because one, you got you know all the fame and glory, and then. Life was just more simple back then. You know, you had people working for you. And uh, I feel like it's just, you know, better than modern day society. Okay. My would you rather to you is would you rather start crying every time you make eye contact with somebody or smack someone whenever they say hi to you?
0: So The question is how to stay single 101. Okay. Um, man, that's a toughie. I would probably do the crying one because the smacking one is just, uh. You say how to a lot of people, and that would be a lot of smacks to go around. All right, we'll each ask one more. So would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? I would have to say stay in my hometown because packing up and, you know,
1: boxing everything up every single week would just become kind of a hassle. And then also I'd have to you know, barely see family, and eventually I'd have to leave my state. And like Morgan said, can't love you more than my hometown. So my would you rather to you is would you rather go the rest of your life without being able to use shampoo or toothpaste?
0: Hmm, That's a tough one. I'd probably have to give up shampoo because you could at least rinse your hair really well and you just have to scrub that sucker because, I mean, if you had to give up toothpaste, it's really hard to get rid of bad breath and get rid of yellow teeth without that. So I would have to give up shampoo, although neither of those are ideal. All right. And that's all with Jake. Thank you, Jake, for coming on the show. Really appreciated having you. And I hope to have you on again. And I hope to see you guys again in the next Talking to Teens segment. All right. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to that whole segment. I think that was really beneficial kind of get another view and another teenager's perspective. I think that was really awesome. I'm going to get into my closing prayer to your Heavenly Father. Thank you for this episode. I want to thank you for Jake. I want to thank you for The time that he gave coming and sitting down with me and doing this interview, I just hope that you use this episode to inform more people about what is going on and and just touch his heart, touch my heart, help us to say things that are going to be glorifying to you, Father. We ask that you just be with us as we walk through our day. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for sticking around till the end of another episode. I can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow for my next episode where I'm going to be talking about those things that I talked about in the beginning of the episode and any other new news headlines that pop up. Thank you guys. I love you all. And don't forget to stay blessed.